Welcome to That's What She Said, a podcast of sermons at Galileo Christian Church, Disciples of Christ. Galileo exists to seek and shelter spiritual refugees, who for us are people for whom the church has become boring, irrelevant, exclusive, or even painful, especially people who have been pushed out because of their gender or sexuality. If you yourself are a spiritual refugee, we're especially glad you're listening. And if you find this podcast helpful in your theological rehabilitation, consider partnering with us in its production. Become a financial sponsor of That's What She Said on Patreon, a platform for supporting content you love. Thanks! Hey church. I'm Remy Shores, my pronouns are they, them, and for one more week, I'm the apprentice evangelist at Galileo Church. That's the thing about apprentices, we don't stay forever. In my case, this departure feels particularly abrupt because it feels like I just got back from parental leave, like yesterday. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now we're about to go. My house is like 90% packed up. Um, and this is the last time I'll preach. And next week is the last time I'll get to be here for a long time. And I don't have time in these stolen pre-reading minutes to adequately say goodbye or thank you, but just real quick, thank you so much, church, for building me into the minister that I am and for sending me out with this good news for the world God still loves. Thank you, and that's not thanks enough, and I'll save the goodbyes for later. So we're wrapping up this series called Galileo Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, and I don't know how many tomorrows there are, but something like that. (laughs) And I'm thinking about Galileo next year. I hope it doesn't seem self-centered to just say, I'm thinking about Galileo without me. Really, I'm thinking about Inside Out without me. And really, I'm thinking about Inside Out with all of you, you in here and you online and how trustworthy you all are, and how you're gonna do such amazing things next year without me. And I'm not the first one to move on from a ministry after I've tended to it and helped it to grow, so I was thinking about our ancestors in faith who have done this before, and thinking about Paul, who saw how beautiful the gospel of Christ Jesus was and said, we can't keep this all to ourselves, it's too beautiful, we have to turn it inside out to share it with the whole dang world. So he did that, and then he died. If he gave any parting words to the churches he cared for before he departed, those words have been lost to history. But we do have this little epistle written probably about a generation later by someone imagining what Paul might have said before he died. These pseudonymous letters, they're called, letters claiming to be written by someone else, are kind of confusing to us modern readers. Is it like plagiarism or is it like deceptive? Did the audience know the real author? There are a lot of ways we could imagine the circumstances of 2 Timothy's authorship, but tonight I'm going to suggest that we think of it as something like fanfic. When someone writes fanfic, it's because they find the original work of literature, the canon, if you will, deeply beautiful and inspiring. And they want to live in the world built by that literature 
and the adventures of those characters are not enough for them. So in order to keep those characters alive, to explore what else might have happened, a fan will write their own stories. And sometimes fans of those stories will like them so much that they'll adopt them into what they call their headcanon. Do y'all know this word? If you're a nerd, you know this word. <laughs> it means they know it's not the original, but they believe in those stories the same way that they believe in the original. In their head, this is just how it goes. And in the case of 2 Timothy and some others, I don't know if it's because they thought it was Paul or because they just liked their headcanon so much, but the church decided to adopt it into the actual canon. So let's just let it be our headcanon tonight, and let's just pretend this is Paul talking, and he's about to die. And this is what he wants to say to his beloved friends and fellow workers. <clears throat> Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, for the sake of the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved, my beloved child. <clears throat> Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm grateful to God, whom I worship with a clear conscience as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers, night and day. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your faith, your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now, I'm sure, lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Do not be ashamed, then, of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel, in the power of God who saved us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to God's own purpose and grace. And this grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. And for this reason, I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know the one in whom I have put my trust, and I am sure that God is able to guard the deposit I have entrusted to the Lord. Hold to the standard of sound teaching that you have heard from me, in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus, guard the good deposit entrusted to you with the help of the Holy Spirit living in us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Remy, a minister of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, called to do whatever it takes to share this good news with the world God still loves. To my church, to Inside Out, the beloveds of Galileo Church who worship with us despite the obstacles of physical distance, technical hiccups, time zone inconveniences, and isolation. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Mother, Father, and Christ Jesus our Lord.
I thank God for you constantly, for the way you've grown into this community that cares for one another, that advocates for yourselves and for each other, that cares for me. When I was gone earlier this year, I thought of you. I remembered your love and your faith and your determination. I thought about how you have so many reasons, good reasons, to give up on church. How no one would blame you if you did. I wouldn't blame you. None of us would blame you. But you don't. And then how you have so many reasons, good reasons, to give up on this online way of doing church. How no one would blame you if you did. I wouldn't blame you. None of us would blame you. But you don't. I thought of this on-site congregation and how it could be so easy to forget that week to week there are more worshipers with them than they can see. But they don't. They remember you and they keep trying this thing, this really hard thing. I'll never forget the day when we first dreamed of you. We thought we were just talking about like a Facebook Live, but we weren't. God was speaking to us about something different, bigger. About a church without walls, and not metaphorically. A church without a building at all, that meets only in space we didn't even know to imagine as space. We thought we were talking about a live stream, but the Holy Spirit was showing us something else, and I'll never forget the moment when we suddenly understood, or thought we did. During that leadership retreat back in early 2019, God helped us to see a glimmer of what was in the divine imagination. We saw only through a mirror dimly, but now we see all of you. We see you answering a query in the chat or on Marco Polo. We see you signing up for G groups. We see you giving of your hard-earned resources to help the life of our church, of your church. And way back then, when Inside Out was hardly a glimmer in our imaginations, God had each of you in mind. We tried for a long time to describe what it is we're doing with and for you. There are still relics of those early descriptions on our website, and they don't make much sense anymore. We thought it would go a certain way, and then we realized, oh no, it's this different way. But then, yet another way. But God kept changing our understanding, reconverting us over and over, helping us gradually learn that Inside Out was never a thing we were doing for you. Just like we learned about Galileo Church early on, People at Galileo don't want to be a mission. They want to have a mission. Inside Out was never for you. It is you. You are the church. You sitting in your living room with your glass of wine all ready for communion later. Okay, you're sipping on it already, but you're saving a swallow for when we remember Jesus together. You making friends on Zoom like it's easy. You praying on the internet like that's easy? You letting yourself be vulnerable enough to love people who live far away, people you might never share physical space with. 
you teaching us how to do this thing that we thought we needed to figure out before you got here. <laughs> At different times, we've both over and underestimated what Inside Out could be for you. We've thought that we couldn't really be your church, not without physical connection, but you said, no, no, this is my church. We've thought you couldn't really stay connected to Fort Worth indefinitely, not when we all came back from the pandemic in person, but you said, no, 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 Galileo Church is one entity and we are part of it. And then sometimes we started thinking that we were all you needed, that you were just as fine as all of us with your church friends and you didn't need anyone else, but you said, no, listen, I need local connections and friendships just like anyone else does, and I need support getting those local connections and friendships just like anyone else does. We thought we could list ideas for how to worship with us online, but you were always coming up with new ways faster than we could explain them, and mostly they weren't the ways we had explained. Mostly you didn't do what we thought you would, and mostly you don't even do the same thing as one another. Every time we thought we knew what we're doing here, what you're doing here, you showed us something different. We think we know what we mean when we say we do church for the people who aren't here yet, and then you get here, and you're you, and you graciously receive what we offer, and then you show us how it's different and better than we ever thought. We share with you this good news that we've received, and in turn, you show us news that's even better. Maybe that's what the author of 2 Timothy is doing for Paul. This writer has received the gospel that Paul shared and then mixed it up with their own imago dei, with the spirit of God in them that knows things Paul could never know. And then they restated the gospel, the same but different. You all have done that for me more times than I can count. And for this reason, church, I urge you to be steadfast in this work that God has given you. Do not be discouraged by the changes. You've been constantly reinventing yourselves from the beginning. Be bold and courageous and creative with this good news, knowing that you didn't only receive it from us. Those of us on site shared what we know, what God has shown us. And those of you online said, I recognize gospel in that because it tracks with the good news I already know. And here's what that is. And then you shared gospel with us, the gospel that was brand new, never before seen, only possible because of the combination of what we shared and what you already knew. And it is that very gospel, the one I learned here at Onsite Galileo, and then learned more from online Galileo, and then continued to learn more from the dance between the two, that gospel is the one that calls me away. And I would say, I don't know what I'll do without you, church. But I actually do. I know because you taught me. You taught me how to overcome the differences in our geography and our clocks, like literally how to overcome space and time. You taught me that what we thought was impossible, God makes possible. 
that what we think we understand, God makes bigger and brighter and better than we could have dreamed. That what we think we know how to do, or what we think we don't know how to do, God will show us differently through the very people we think we're doing it for. You taught me that this news is too good to stay in Fort Worth. We have to share it with the world. And you taught me that sharing it with the world will look differently than we ever planned or expected. <clears throat> you know, I second-guessed the selection of this text after I had sent it to Katie and it was too late. <laughs> because I'm not dying. <laughs> yeah, And I'm certainly not Paul. But then neither is that author. <laughs> and this isn't Paul's gospel. It's the gospel made possible by Paul's work in conversation with Timothy's reception and continued teaching, and then probably another generation at least. This text is not the gospel of Paul, but the gospel of Paul's church. And I hope that's what this sermon is too. Not the gospel of Remy, but the gospel you taught me. I'm grateful to God, church, when I remember you constantly in my prayers, night and day. Recalling your faces, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first, well, where did it live first? In the big red barn? In Malcolm's living room? In the church where you grew up or were baptized? In your family of origin? In Paul? In Timothy? In Katie? In me? In Jesus? A faith that lived first in the heart of God. And then in all of those places. In these scriptures and songs, in Steph's guitar, in Katie's preaching and prayers, in the mums we made for our birthday and the photos Casey took. A faith that lived in all these biblical matriarchs like Lois and Eunice, and Lydia and Junia and Phoebe and Chloe and Anna and Elizabeth. A faith that now, I am sure, lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you, not through the internet, but through the Holy Spirit. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice unto isolation, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Guard the deposit entrusted to you, church, and I'll guard the one entrusted to me with the help of the Holy Spirit living in us. Galileo next year. May you be confident in the gospel we're still learning together. May you be strong in the faith we're still holding on to by our fingernails. May you be rich in the grace given to us in Christ Jesus. May you keep on turning yourselves inside out, doing whatever it takes to share this good news with the world God still loves. I wonder if you could say to all of that, with God's help we will, May God add a blessing to your promises. Amen.
Thanks for listening to That's What She Said. If what you've heard is helpful, consider becoming a patron of its production by joining our subscribers on Patreon. This podcast is preached almost always by our lead evangelist, Reverend Dr. Katie Hayes. Galileo Church has five missional priorities. We do justice for LGBTQ plus people and support the people who love them. We do kindness around mental health and mental illness, and we celebrate neurodiversity. We do beauty for our God who is beautiful. We do real relationship, no bullshit, ever. And we do whatever it takes to share this good news with the world God still loves. To support our missional priorities, go to GalileoChurch.org and click on Share With Us. You'll have options to contribute through Venmo, PayPal, or your bank account. And if you're kind enough to share your contact information with us, we'll continually send you thanks. Peace. Peace.